Hey, we wrote a book. It's called Bat Digest, The Independent Bat Buyer's Guide. It is a bat-fitting book that is now available on Audible. That's right, it's an audiobook. So those of you who hate to read or you're driving in your car and you're like, I don't have time to read, yo. I'd listen to a book, but I wouldn't read a book. This is your moment. Look in the description, there's a link to Audible. You can go and buy the book. It's about two hours. If you don't like the sound of my voice, you can two-time speed that bad boy and rock and roll. You get the six steps of buying the best bat every single time, as well as some absolute ranting and raving by us on the industry. It is. It, it should just warm your soul, and our expectation is you listen to it over and over and over again until you leave a five-star rating, and uh, you'll love it. You'll absolutely love it. On Audible, check it out. We're so excited for it. We're so excited for people like you to listen to it. The first book ever on bat fitting. What is going down, folks? Welcome to the 35th episode of Bat Digest, the podcast. Today is the mound visit where we take your questions and answer them live, at least as live as a podcast can be. These are knee-jerk reaction questions. We do everything. We search for it. We find the perfect bat for you. We do everything but pay for it. That's right, folks. What what a service. All you got to do is submit a question at batdigest.com forward slash advice. That's batdigest.com forward slash A-D-V-I-C-E. Let's get into the questions we got. Question number one is actually two questions, but they're very similar, so we'll read them both and answer them together. First question is from Engel out of Texas. He says, I purchased the Easton 2022 ADV 360 USA baseball bat for my son, but I heard you shouldn't use them when the temp is below 65 degrees. Is that correct? He is in 10U Little League where USA bats are required. He has an axe and a Marucci are his other bats. Thanks. Next question comes from Mark in New York. He says, I have a 20-year-old in college player where it is very cold in the beginning of the season. He has a Meta Slugger 2021 and a 2021 Goods, and I don't want him to ruin those two-piece bats in the cold. He is a 3-4 hole hitter at 5'11", 210. Can you make a good cold weather bat recommendation? Thanks, Mark. Mark and Ingle, absolutely. We, we can be helpful here. We get asked this question a ton of times around this time of year when weather is colder throughout the country, and we got people in New York, for example, playing games that are in 35, 45 degree weather. We also have people in Texas, like Engel, who are worried about playing with composite bats below 65 degree weather. And we've talked about this a lot, but, but it's important to emphasize. There's nothing about the bat being cold that creates an issue in terms of it breaking. A composite, which is basically a, a type of plastic, a pl plastic isn't more or, or less durable when it's in the cold. Take a piece of Tupperware outside when it's below freezing and drop it on the ground. There's no, there's no sense that it's going to break any easier than it would if it were 85 degrees outside or 105 degrees outside. It's nothing about the bat. But what does happen is that the baseball, because it's made of leather and string, actually becomes more condensed. And when that baseball becomes more condensed, it becomes harder, and there becomes more pressure per square inch, if you will. So when the baseball gets cold, it becomes a harder object, a, a more condensed object, and the bats that are that are these high-performing bats, these ones you mentioned, like the Goods and the Meta and the ADV 360, 
they're not tested in conditions and built in conditions that are trying to hit a baseball that's super cold, like a like an ice ball, a snowball. They're tested in labs that are, you know, whatever, 75 to 105 degrees. So when that ball becomes more condensed, manufacturers get concerned that a, that a, dense, a more dense ball will break the bat more often. To be sure, what we're about to say is not a scientific model, all right? We do not have any proof that uh, what we're about to say is, is, is exactly true. But our experience has been that that is just not accurate. Now, it's accurate in the sense that the theory is true, but is it accurate in the sense that it actually does happen? I, I have never seen the warranty claims from DeMarini or some big company. I would love to see if they have more, more warranty claims in the north than they do in the south, because that's the suggestion, right? The colder, the colder the weather the bat is, the more likely it is to break because the ball is more dense. Our experience is that that just is not, that's just not accurate. The bats do just fine. Now, there may be some examples of kids who swing really, really hard and balls that are really, really cold that tend to break a bat or dent a bat more often. In addition to that conversation, and as we've said before, I think on this podcast, the problem with aluminum bats is that when they break, they simply dent. And a lot of those dents are micro dents, so you can't tell that it actually did in fact affect the bat. When a composite bat breaks, it literally cracks. And when it, be, when it, when it cracks, it becomes usable, unusable, or at least pretty soon it becomes completely unusable because it breaks in half. So this old wives tell that you can't use performance bat in cold weather and specifically composite bats in cold weather really stems from that idea that composite bats break easier than aluminum bats because when they break, they fail catastrophically, whereas when a, an alloy bat quote-unquote breaks, that is it has a little micro dent on it, it's still completely usable. So a lot of manufacturers suggest you use an alloy in cold weather, not a composite bat in cold weather. But again, our experience in talking to lots of people over the years is that it just, in theory, that might be something for a company to be concerned about. In practice, I'm not I, we have no evidence to suggest that composite bats break in cold weather more than they just break already. I, I would guess that ADV360, you talk about Angle, in the drop 11 for Little League 2021, 2019, 20 time, that thing broke. didn't matter. It didn't matter how cold it was outside. That thing was just pretty, pretty paper thin in some spots, although, man, it hit the ball hard when it did. Now, specifically, Mark... You talk about two bats. You talk about a meta and a goods. Now, that has an aluminum barrel and a composite barrel, the aluminum being in the, in the goods, the composite being in the meta. There's nothing about a two-piece bat in the cold that is a problem, at least that we have ever heard of or thought of. I can't think of any reason someone would think a two-piece bat is less durable in the cold than a single-piece bat. The only thing that matters is the material that makes up the barrel. And in the past, there have been companies who have suggested that you should use alloy in the cold because when it breaks, it doesn't break catastrophically. You can still use it. It's not really broken. It's just dented a little bit because that ball became more condensed. Hope that answers your question. And maybe we didn't even answer it yet. But basically, for Angle, what bat should you do? What, what should you do? Use the bat. I mean, if you want to use the 360, I wouldn't, I wouldn't not use it, especially in a game. I would not use it because it's below 65 degrees. Heck no. I, I like, we live in Utah. We, we don't play games above 65 degrees until April. So, uh, we'll, we'll, and everyone's using a composite bat. Wouldn't worry about that at all. In terms of Mark in New York, again, the problem isn't two piece and one piece. The problem, problem is alloy versus 
composite. If you want to be super safe, sure, use the goods instead of the meta. I wouldn't worry too much about finding some cheap alloy bat out there. I think the goods, gamer bat, absolutely all day. And nothing about it being two-piece or one-piece is going to affect it. It's really just that barrel, and the goods has an alloy barrel. All right, hope that helps. And I'm sure not just you, but uh, it will help a lot of people because a lot of people have that question this time of year. Question number two comes from Josh. I guess it's question number three. I don't know. We combine the first two. Whatever. Question number two from Josh in Michigan says, My 13-year-old son has a, 30, a 2021 3126 Louisville Slugger Meta, so the drop five. We spent, a long time, we spent a long time finding the Meta because he loves the balanced feel. He's a smaller kid, not a home run hitter, and has gotten used to the Meta. He really likes the bat. We sent it in for a warranty claim as he had a few chips in it after one season, assuming if the claim is accepted, they'd simply send us a new Meta. The warranty claim has been accepted, and Slugger has provided us a voucher to buy a new bat on their website. The problem is, is that they are completely sold out of 2021 Metas. If we are forced to buy a new bat, what alternatives should we look at with a similar balance slash low swing weight and feel? Please advise. Thanks, Josh. Josh, good question. Well, my, my first reaction here, and let me just go look at the website here, but my first reaction is why not just buy the 2022 meta in a drop five? Let me look. So we have to go to Slugger's website for sure. And so let's look at USSA. I assume we're talking about, well, obviously we would be. I'm seeing them available in a 2022 meta for also $349, which is the same price as the 2021 meta. Now, uh, depending on when you bought your 2021 meta, uh, maybe you didn't get a full $350. So that's where the question is stemming from. But, but the easiest answer is a $3126 and a 2022 meta. They haven't changed the bat at all. It will be the same exact feel, the same exact swing weight. Uh, and if, if he liked it and loved it, there's no reason to do anything but that bat. Those bats are fantastic. We think they feel great. We think they look great. Uh, they're definitely high-end bats, but hey, if you got a voucher to do it. Now, whenever somebody gets a voucher, we always suggest if you can wait, and I don't know what your bat situation is right now. Clearly, we're looking upon a season, so you probably need a bat sooner than later. You're going to struggle to find a two-piece bat that feels as good as the meta in Louisville Slugger. If you want, you can, and if it's a Wilson, and let, let me just go make sure, uh, if it's a Wilson voucher, which it usually is, right? They didn't send you a Slugger one because Wilson, so you could probably go to DeMarini too. You could go look at a Zoa. That's $50 more, but that's also available. Actually, those are probably out of stock now that I, let me, let me look at that really quick. Yeah, those are out of stock. Well, welcome to, welcome to 2022, folks. You can look, you can look at a Zoa if you could find one, but you could go check out a CF. It looks like right now on their website, the CF is also sold out in a 3126. Welcome to 2022. Wow, so much fun, right? So much fun. Wouldn't it be nice if bats were available for us to buy? But, but really the CF, the Zoa, the Meta, those three bats all kind of have the same big barrel, really nice feel, lighter swing weight. All those would work great. If you can find a 3126 in the CF versus the Meta, oh man, that's that's uh, that, that's a tough call. We personally, we'd probably go with the CF, but the fact that he loves the Meta and it already works for him, and it turns out it's in stock right now, that would 100% be our choice. Now, in a perfect world, what we would actually do is we would try to find an older CF model. I just looked at the 3121 and a 2021. That's not available, unfortunately. I'm not sure you're going to get lucky on their website. The glitch, let's see if the glitch is available in a drop 5 3121. Oof, it's not. Only in a 3025. Well, that would have been cool. Would have been really cool if a glitch or a 2021 was available. Then you could have gone on and saved 50 bucks. Our, our point is, is that maybe you take that, that money. We always say this, but it's just, it always makes sense to us. You take that money and you go buy 
a glove from Wilson.com because once the minute they give you money at Wilson.com, I mean, the A2000s, we just love we just love gloves. Maybe that's our problem. Anyways, you need a bat. That's what you, you wrote in for. So that's what we would go for that meta. But man, with 350 bucks on the A2000 section of Wilson's website, we could do some damage, baby, and probably still have 80 bucks left and get a smooth glove and then use that 80 bucks towards a bat on, on bat day in October, if that ever comes out, or whenever they drop the price of their 2022 meta. That might be how we would play that out, but hope that wasn't too confusing. Hope that was helpful. Good luck. Question number three comes from Jill out of Georgia. Jill from Georgia. That sounds so uh, That sounds so fantastic. Jill from Georgia. I'm Brian from Utah. That sounds terrible. All right. Uh, I'm looking for a suggestion for a BB Corbat for a high school, or I prefer one that does not have to be broken in by so many hits, and temperature slash weather is not a factor. Also, my child, my child is a contact hitter, swings a 32. Great, great question, Jill. As we spoke about a little earlier in the podcast, shouldn't be too worried about temperature. Alloy, composite, that's really not as much of a concern as I think the internets make it sound like. Now, that said, the good news is you're in Georgia. If you were playing in Calgary, I would probably feel maybe a little bit different and probably suggest probably an alloy bat to be safe. But again, our experience is it doesn't matter. Alloy, composite, they're all, they're all, they all work fine in cold weather. And if, does one break more than the other? Eh, I don't know. Not that anyone's ever shown us. Not that we've been able to prove. And not really that any company's ever said, hey, look. Here's the major differences, and this one breaks 10 times more, something like that. Anyways, that's neither here nor there to your real question, which we think is one that does not have to be broken in by so many hits. Well, good news. These days, it's really hard to say that a composite bat, which are the ones that tend to be broken in or need to be broken in, really need that much breaking in anymore. A lot of them are ready to go out of the wrapper. You look at a bat like the Meta, for example, or maybe even the CF, or a bat like the Quattro, those bats generally don't really need a work in. If anything, maybe over the course of 100 or 200 hits, they might start to increase their exit velocity or the bounce in that ball by maybe one or two miles an hour, maybe. We did a study one time where we took a composite bat and we rolled it and then we hit it, we rolled it and we hit it and we kept doing that over and over again. And we found that we got about one to one and a half miles an hour more when the bat was really, really rolled in. And we think that's pretty consistent across most composite bats. So I, I wouldn't... Granted, I guess one to one and a half miles an hour, if that is a real number, is significant, but I wouldn't be that concerned about it. I would ultimately worry more about the bat that is the right swing weight over necessarily one that has the right material, because I think there's not a lot of difference in terms of hot out of the wrapper in your aluminum versus your composite, because that's really the only difference in terms of working things in. But to be true to your question, if we wanted a 32-ounce bat for a contact hitter that doesn't need to be broken in and is going to work great in any kind of weather, then our suggestion would be a bat like the Omaha or maybe a bat like the Vandal. We're, we're, absolute, we're in absolute love with the Omaha these days. What a fantastic bat for a fantastic price. And, you know, it's stiff. It's not going to feel amazing, but it's available. It's in stock, which is, wow, a bat that's in stock? What are the odds? You can find an Omaha in almost any year, except for maybe the 2022, funny enough. But go to, like, Just Bath site. In fact, we looked yesterday... Let us do a little shopping here. If I go to Just Bats right here and I get, let me just look at an Omaha. I'm pretty sure they have like the 2021 Omaha in droves on this bad boy. They must have bought all the rest of their stock or something. I'm not sure. But I'm looking at, I mean, there you go. $209 right here. Brand new Omaha 2021. Look, it's a stiff bat. It's not going to feel like a meta or like a goods, uh, but but, it, but it's going to hit the ball just as hard. Has a good barrel. Lighter swings is in that 32 
if you get to the 33 and 34, they start to get heavy, but he's a 32 inch guy, 209 bucks. I just, I just wouldn't feel bad about not spending a lot of money on a bat, especially if you're going to go out and buy the Omaha. And again, doesn't require any break in has fantastic reviews, fantastic reviews from college hitters to little league kids to high school players. That's probably where we suggest. And you can find it in stock. 2021, $209 right here on JustBats.com from click to hit. Sorry, we don't work for them, but I just like to say that. That's such a good good phrase. Anyways, that's what we would do, Jill, from Georgia. Thanks for the question. Question number four comes from Greg out of Texas. Greg says, good morning. Good morning. I'm looking for a bat for my 10-year-old son. He's 4'9", 84 pounds. He plays travel ball. I wanted to ask if you have any suggestions on U-Triple-S-A bats. I also wanted to ask if he should go with a drop 8 or a drop 10 for his age. Thank you, Greg from Texas. Greg, go with a drop 10, 3121. Look for a bat like the ZOA or the CF, and maybe even a bat like the Meta if you can find it. Now, again, that, that's if budget's not an issue. He's going to like the massive barrel, the light swing. It's a great feel, good-looking bat. They're not cheap. I wish they were, and they're not in stock. So don't, don't be ashamed to go buy a 2021 CF or a 2021 Meta in a drop 10 if you can find it. In fact, just for fun, if I go to a bat like a Closeout, let's go to Closeout Batch really quick. Let's see what 31 they have in a U-Triple-S-A right now in stock. I just went to Closeout Bats and searched by 3121 U-Triple-S-A Bats. And look, I found this little, this little ditty here. It looks like there's a blem on this bat. Sometimes this happens. It has some sort of manufacturer blemish, but it's almost a cosmetic issue. And so it might be like the picture of the logo is messed up or something, but I'm seeing a 3121, two and three quarters, drop 10 on closeout bats right now for 360. Brand new. I mean, brand new. Again, it has a blend, but I think the the manufacturer warranty is intact, all that stuff. There's just something weird on it. Honestly, we've seen some of these bats before and like, I can't tell the difference. I don't know. They like the print job or the paint job, something got off, maybe some scratch or, but I can't, I can't imagine anyways. Okay. And that bat's usually 399. So you would save a couple of bucks. I mean, if, if that were us, that's probably right where we would go. I mean, we don't, I don't care if the sticker's off, you know, off to the side or something. So that, that's a legit $40 savings over what you can find at like at Dick's Sporting Goods or just bats. But it's a blem, so you got to understand that. The bat works just great. It has not been compromised at all. That's what I would look at, $359 right on closeout bats. I would buy that bad boy, assuming that you're willing to spend that kind of money, which you might not be. And if that's the case, you want to look at old stuff. i definitely go with a 3121. I would definitely try to find a two-piece composite. And so stay in that drop 10 space. There you go, Greg. Thanks for the question. Next question comes from... Brady out of Indiana, he says, I'm, five, I'm 5'10", 150 pounds. I have very fast hands. What do you think is the best bat for me? Thanks, Brady. Brady, good question. I'm not sure if we have thought about bat speed in terms of how fast your hands are. So I'm trying to think of what that means exactly when somebody says they have fast hands. Our, our sense is what you're saying is you're not necessarily a power hitter, but you do have good reaction time to the ball, and that's probably affected by a heavier bat. So we want to keep it light and keep it simple. That, that's, that's my guess. I might be reading that because I, I would just guess that a guy like Mike Trout has pretty fast hands. I think he's pretty quick to the ball. But I, but I don't think that's what Mike Trout would focus on when he's trying to buy a bat. But if you are, it, it, that's our guess. If we're completely wrong about that, sorry. Feel free to resubmit that question. But if we were looking for a super, a bat that works, we think, well for somebody who has quote unquote fast hands, you know, our, our first thought is always that Easton Maxim, man. We, we love that Easton Maxim. People just don't, they just don't, I don't know. They don't talk about it enough. I'm not sure, but, 
There's a 2020 version of it. There's a 21 version of it. It's the BB Core version. I'd probably buy it in a 32 if you were a sophomore or freshman, uh, maybe even a 31 if you were a freshman, but, but, but probably probably a 32. And if you were a junior or a senior, I'd probably look at that 33-inch. But it's a light swing. It's got a massive barrel, and, man, it hits the crap out of the ball. Now, it's not going to have the flex you probably like on a bat like, say, the Meta or the CF or the ZOA or even, like, the Goods that has a little bit of flex just to feel better. So you will get some feedback in the hands if you miss hit it. But, man, the barrel is just absolutely massive. I'm seeing right here on Just Bats the 2020 version of the bat for $299, brand new, shipped to your front door. Hard to say that's a bad choice. I would also, um, if you go directly to Easton's site, which is now EastonRawlings.com, they have the 2021 version. It looks like still available here. But that's going to cost you about $100 more. And nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in that bat for, well, at least a couple of years, at least from this year to last year. Well, actually, from 20 to 21, they said they increased the swing weight a little bit. But we never really found that in our measurements now that we think about that out loud. But the Maxim Ultra or the Maxim 360 we think will work just fantastic. Uh, that's the BB21MX is the, is the 2021. And that bad boy here is on Eastern site for 400 bucks. So if you want the latest and greatest, go with the $400 21 Maxim Ultra. If you want a bat we think is great, then stick with that 2020 Eastern Maxim 360. Now, all that said, if you don't like the stiffness of those bats, look for a light swinging bat like maybe even like a Quattro, maybe like the CF. But if you want to keep a single piece alloy and not spend a lot of money, then look at a bat like the Velo from Rawlings. Sweet, Brady, good question. Hope that helps. Good luck out there. Last question comes from Lee out of Bountiful, hometown boy. This is a fireball question. But, you know, what a way to end it. What a way to end the mound visit. Here's the question. It says, Brian, now that my son is playing 12U baseball, the last six months I have noticed many, quote, game bats only that are used and immediately put back in a player's bag. Bats that sound a little different and balls that fly off the barrel. I was in Vegas last weekend with our Utah performance out-of-state team playing in a USSA tourney, and I saw some hits that were amazing. This gets me to my multiple questions. First, how can you tell if a bat has been rolled, shaved, or modified? And second, what do you do as a coach if you think a modified bat is being used? Finally, what are your thoughts on these bats? Well, <laughs> let's, just, let's just take these in order, okay? First, how can you tell if a bat has been rolled, shaved, or modified? There would be no way to know if a bat is rolled. No way at all. If, if those of you who don't know, rolling is the process by which a composite bat is worked in. And there's a lot of debate if these are illegal or not illegal. Rolling, in theory at least, is the same thing as just hitting a bat a lot of times so it works the barrel in. However, there are, there are lots of people, including USA Baseball, that says rolling is tampering and therefore illegal. We're not going to make any suggestion that anyone should roll the bat. In fact, every time we talk about this topic, we get an email from one of the big, big manufacturers that are listening, giving us gruff about bringing this to light. And, oh, people don't even do this. And you're just telling people about, you know, you shouldn't be even promoting that by talking about it. As if, as if the right move for journalism has ever been just to be completely quiet about a topic that's uncomfortable. As if that's, that's the case. But, but look, people talk about this stuff. People do this stuff. How prevalent is it? I, I don't know. If you talk to the guys who actually roll and shave the bats, the answer is quite prevalent. If you talk to the manufacturers, they'll say, well, not really prevalent. Impossible for us to know. I know that some tournaments that may or may not be around Cooperstown, re it happens a lot. It happens a lot there. And, and, and by the way, we think it's immoral, like sincerely. I think it's ridiculous that people are going to try to make a bat hot. It puts everyone at risk. It makes it unfair. It's just, it's just absolute silliness. So part of us kind of hates talking about it. 
in, in the same vein that companies don't want to talk about it. But at the same time, my thought is, but it happens and people have these questions and the only place they can get it are sort of the, the dark web is the only place they can sort of learn about this stuff. And so sunlight, sunlight is a fantastic antidote to a lot of this stuff. And, you know, to, to sort of cap off that little bit of a rant, how, how impossible is it for companies to make tamper-proof end caps? Now, we haven't been into rolling, we haven't been into shaving just yet. So let me get there before I get to tamper-proof end caps, okay? Rolling is just the process by which you roll the composite, like through some sort of uh, urethane cylinders or metal cylinders. Or I've seen people on, like, I've seen pictures of people like banging their bat with a sledgehammer. And I'm like, you're the, this has got to be a joke. But I think they're trying to be serious. They're trying to work their bat in. Uh, is that illegal? Generally speaking, I, I think it's silly to do it. Why? The bat gets worked in just fine after a couple hundred hits anyways. What are you actually doing? Go practice, okay? And your bat will be just fine. That only works, of course, for composite bats, alloy bats. Don't bang them with hammers. You're just going to dent it. It doesn't, there's no, there's no need to roll it. You're simply trying to work the composite fibers in to where it gets to its max performance. But again, as we actually spoke about earlier in this podcast, doesn't seem like there's much of a difference anyways. And why not just work your bat in naturally? What's the point of rolling it? You also have the idea of shaved bats. Now, we're going to get an email from a manufacturer saying you shouldn't be talking about this. Like I said, Sunlight is the best antidote. Shave bat's the idea that you send your bat off or you go to eBay and you find some dork who takes the end caps off of bats and shaves out some portion of the inside of the barrel and therefore the bat becomes, the trampoline effect becomes different. Our experience with these has been when they shave out all that stuff in the, in the end of the barrel, it actually makes the bat really light. We actually just pu published a little study on our website that showed the number of bats that weigh less than their sticker. That is a bat that says it's 21 ounces. How many of them weigh less than 21 ounces? The answer is almost none of them, unless it's a drop 12. Drop 12 seem to do really weird like that. But drop 10, drop 5, drop 8, which are the bats you generally want to shave. And I'm not saying do this. I'm saying that's what generally happens. Those bats are almost never below their sticker. So if you just weigh the bat on a kitchen scale, and if you're 21, if, if your 31, 26 bat is weighing uh, 24 ounces, I, I would put money on the fact that that bat has probably been manipulated. To be perfectly clear, is 100% illegal. There's nothing legal about that. You, you could sort of make the argument that rolling is just a process by which we work the bat in faster and it's the same, same. I, I, I get that argument. But there's nothing about shaving a bat that is anything but absolutely just a punk, just a punk move. So is there a way to determine that at the field? Again, unless you have a compression tester, Really, the only trick we think would be to weigh the bat. We can complain about shaved bats. All we want to complain about it. I, I don't think they're as prevalent as I think other teams who get beat think they are. I think it becomes a pretty quick excuse for some for, for some coaches and parents that oh they're cheaters. Uh, I don't think it's that common. So so any complaint that a company has to me about well you shouldn't talk about it. Well I say well you, go ahead and make a tamper-proof end cap. You guys are smart enough. I mean, the bat's $500 for crying out loud. You're telling me you can't make a, an end cap that's somehow connected to some part in that bat that when you pull it out, it just no longer works, no longer functions, or you could never put an end cap back in it? Now, I don't think that makes them complicit. I don't think they're saying, oh, please, please shave our bats. We don't care. I think that's crap. I think they care a lot. And I think they think, like I think, it's absolute crap that some dude in his basement or his garage would convince some dad of an 11-year-old take out volume inside of his bat so he can hit a home run at Cooperstown. I think that's frankly embarrassing. But welcome to the nature of, I guess, sort of the dark side of Little League Baseball, which again, I think sunlight is the best antidote. It wasn't just a few years ago, right?
Yeah, this was in 2019, right? That parents of Central East Maui Little League player apologizes for sending illegal bats to Williamsport. Apparently in this story, they said that a video showed altered bats in the voice of the video that said something like, the work is done and these bats will be shipped to this team. The coaches were then shown three bats that had been cut open by Little League International officials, two of which have been, quote, shaved or altered inside the barrel, therefore making them illegal. And the coaches, by the way, didn't doesn't sound like they were complicit. They had any idea. And the, game, the bats were never used actually in the tournament. But it happened like on a world stage. So, so it clearly happens. It's clearly absolute crap that it does happen. I, I think it's super easy for us as coaches and parents to look at another team and a kid who is 4'8", 27 pounds, dripping wet, and hits the ball 385. We had a kid like that on a team of ours back in the day. He actually used that blue CF from 2017, which was became illegal. And I've never seen a kid that small hit a ball that far, like to this day. I mean, he, he hit one off a 400-foot fence one day, and I thought, how in the world did this kid, who literally might have been 5'4", might have been 125 pounds, but it also turns out the kid's swing was phenomenal, and he was an, he was absolutely amazing player. Absolute shot at like eleven or something. It was it was bonkers. As per a parent at a lee at, at a field trying to see if some other kid's bat is shaved, you're going to create problems if you suggest that kind of stuff. I also think it's not terribly fair to just sort of throw that at the feet of some kid who's an absolute great hitter and say, well, the only reason he's good is because he cheats. I, th- I think that's also a mistake. In any case, we didn't get worked up about that as much as we thought we were going to. We thought we might lose it on that one, but we we stayed calm. We stayed collected. What was our answer? What was ultimately our answer? I I guess one, you can't really tell if if it's done. If anything, I would love to weigh the bat, but good luck walking over to the competitor's dugout and saying, hey, can I put this on this kitchen scale for a second? Good luck. Good luck on how that plays out. In terms of having a compression test at major leagues, I think they should. I I don't think it's impossible to have those kinds of things. I think it might be uh, actually a good idea, especially like these massive tournaments that charge thousands and thousands of dollars. There's no reason they can't have a certification test for these bats. I think you're going to get a lot of false positives in that. Unfortunately, you're going to get a lot of bats that have not been shaved, but somehow are underneath the limit, the compression limit. But is that worth sort of ruling out or getting out the ones that have been shaved? I'm just not sure. I wish I had a good answer. In any case, there you go, man. Thanks. And there you have it, folks. The 35th episode of Bat Digest, the podcast. We're, we're cranking them out. I think we promised last year sometimes that we're going to get to 100 of these. And we're going to do it. We are committed. We are we're a little over a third of the way there. We're going to get to 100 and see how it goes. But we'll keep cranking them out. We'll be back on Friday with Closeout Bats. Mad Max from Closeout Bats on Friday. Make sure you tune in. That guy's a legend. He's an absolute legend. Can't wait to get him here on the podcast. Have a good one, folks. Peace.